0: Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark
1: Walters. Walter. Walters. All right, here we go. Hour two. If you are just joining us, I guess it's going to be your hour one. Welcome in. Welcome. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense begins. It is now six minutes after the hour, no matter where you are or what time you are listening to this broadcast. If it's a rebroadcast, it doesn't matter. It's still six minutes after the hour. Funny how that works. I'll be filling your prescription for freedom here on the Fort Worth Armory mic for you here in the Sig Sauer Studios, all of it presented by X-Insurance. Please make it a point to visit our partners. We'll talk about that coming up. Greg down in Dallas, Texas, pushing all the buttons. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. So it's a Friday today. Yes, TGI. I, I hate wishing my week away. I really do. I've always enjoyed... When I was a kid, all my friends thought I was nuts. I really enjoyed Mondays. Mm. I I did. I enjoyed the start of the week. I really did. Did you like school? No, Mm. I didn't. And I was one of those kids that went to three different schools in three different states when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And my dad moved us all over. And at the time, I hated it. Because every year, I was the new kid, right? That presented challenges. Particularly when you went to school in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mm. And then where you know kids were wearing... Bell-bottom jeans. I mean, I'm going to date myself here, but I would get jeans, and I I would make my mom and dad, you know, beat them up and try to fade them out. Right when I was a kid, right. And then I would cut. I mean, these were they were elephant bells. Remember those? Oh you no, probably don't. These were the big elephant bells that covered your whole shoe. They were like way in. I know what know? they look like, but I didn't wear them. We had um, uh, we had other jeans that were just horrible. That were huge. Yeah, these were these were the elephant bells, and we all liked the creases in the back of the Levi's because all the hippie college kids used to wear them. This was back in the 70s. And then we would cut up on the inside of the jeans and the outside on the seam, and your mom would sew in a bandana in there in the shape of a V so you looked like one of the hippies at school. Everybody thought that was cool. And I moved, after living in Ann Arbor, to Wayne, New Jersey. Talk about culture shock. (laughs) <laughs> I went from listening to My Woman from Tokyo. The first album I ever got was Deep Purple that had My Woman from Tokyo on it. Remember that song, My Woman from Tokyo? Remember that? No. Yo, good stuff. And then I went to Wayne, New Jersey, where all the Italian kids were driving around in their cars listening to the Rocky tape. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my, God. how am I gonna do this? Yeah. I hated my dad at the time. I hated him. I did. I hated him. He moved us up to Connecticut a year later. So I went to three different schools at a, you know, pretty tough time of your life growing up as a teenager, man. Yeah. You know know what you did learn from that, though? How to live in a lot of places, bro. I've got friends all over the country. I can go from redneck right off the cuff to talking like this. Okay. Been there, surfed it. Been learned how to make friends, learned how to make friends. I, I really, truly did. But, uh yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough. Why am I going? Why, what, what are we doing going here? Well, we started, started in a at? new hour unless we're talking uh, about New Jersey started, again. Well, yeah, maybe New Jersey in the back of my head brought that up because we're going to talk about Jersey briefly and then move to Oregon. But... um yeah, I don't even know why. I, I, Biden, but you know the thing. I don't know why. Yeah, okay. having, uh, you know, oh, the, we were talking
2: you about know it. the thing. You know the thing.
1: I don't know. How did Friday get into that? We, we started off talking about Friday. Oh, and, the week. Uh, the how week I, yes. My work week. Right. And now yeah, that's what, yeah. And, and I school. asked if you like school. Go. And so there we you go. You know the thing. Yeah. You know the, thanks, you know the thing. Thanks for asking me that. You're uh, no, but I, I always loved Mondays I because it was exciting to me. I, I hate the end of the week. I don't, I love talking about this stuff. And well, fortunately or unfortunately, Sunday comes really quick when you're doing it six days a week. Yeah, it does. But there's a lot to, there's a lot to cover and a lot to talk about. And it is Friday, and and we're going to end the week, the work week anyway, Monday through Friday, those five days, on two blue states that are just, I have to be really careful. Hateful. (laughs) Let me just say that. They just hate you. We were talking about Murphy in New Jersey and how they hate you. I don't have time for these people anymore. I just simply don't. And they could go away today, and the world, as far as I'm concerned, would be a better place. New Jersey would be a better place if Murphy were not running the state. New York would be a better place if Hocko were not running the state. California would likely be California if Newsom were not running the state. And Oregon. oh. We're going there in just a second, but I, I I see fit here to go back to Jersey. If you're just joining the program, we covered the what is it uh, a Assembly Number Forty Seven Sixty Nine, which is the and this is the synopsis as written. On the bill, makes various revisions to requirements for obtaining firearm purchaser identification card, permit to purchase handgun, and permit to carry handgun, codifies sensitive places in which firearms and weapons are prohibited. Now, there's a, the list of that is an additional, I believe, 25 places. 25 places. And in the first hour, I covered for you how this is written. And what I found fascinating about it is why do they feel it necessary to start going into Johns Hopkins Bloomberg left wing statistics and actually write that into the bill because they know the bill is going to be challenged. They know it. How do we know it? Go to New Jersey Bloomberg and they will tell you flat out that this bill is likely to be challenged. Of course, it's going to be challenged and you will lose. In fact, on the New Jersey gun limits cleared by legislative panel and step toward law, there are two subheads underneath it on bullet points. The first one is liability insurance seen as way to limit Supreme Court ruling. And the second is proposed laws will most likely face legal challenges. Not most likely, bro. I'm going to tell you right now they're going to face legal challenges. It's coming. And you will lose. But you already know that. So digging a little deeper, what's written into the New Jersey bill before we go to Oregon in Bruin, the Supreme Court recognized that states may prohibit individuals who are not, quote, law abiding, responsible citizens from carrying firearms in public. So let's think about that for a second. So does that mean that criminals? I mean, it's only logical to conclude that criminals are already prohibited individuals who are not law abiding, responsible citizens and are prohibited from carrying firearms in public already. In New Jersey. So we've got a little redundancy here, don't we, Greg, down in Dallas with all the cool buttons and whistles and bells and switches and lights and stuff? Uh, Yes, I'd agree. The redundancy is uh, accurate. Error apparent. Yep. In Bruin, the Supreme Court recognized that states may prohibit individuals who aren't. Really? You already do that. Hey, Mr. Criminal, you're not allowed to carry a firearm. In fact, you're not allowed to carry a firearm without a permit in New Jersey. It's already the law. So, again, the logic here takes you right to what you already know. Don't There's no gaslighting here, except from the other side. It's already illegal for criminals to carry guns. So what are they doing here? Attacking permitted carriers now, specifically as written in the law. And they find it necessary to go in here and put statistics in here that they quote from Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health Finding estimated average rates of officer-involved shootings increased by 12.9% in 10 states that relaxed restrictions between 2014 and 2020 on civilians carrying concealed firearms in public. Let me tell you something here. I don't know what 10 states. They don't mention it. Don't care. But let's just assume one of those states is the one where I am right now. If you remove Atlanta from that state, they'd have to remove it and make it nine states. Because I'm going to promise you... It's in every single Democrat-run city in the states that they're referring to here where the problems are, including their own. And it's a blue state. There's lots of red areas in the state. But the big cities are all Democrat-run. They own these issues that they're including in their own bill. But here's where they pervert it. Remember the 08 Heller decision. That decision was successfully, sadly, perverted by the left and the media for years. And the decision did not go far enough as we'd like to see it, although Scalia wrote the decision far enough as that particular case was concerned. He wasn't an activist judge that started writing about something that that case did not pertain to. That's not the job of his, and he knew that. Yes, we would have liked to have seen that, but we know why it didn't happen. Because we're fair and honest. The left, on the other hand, wants to write anything they want. California is a great example. Ninth Circuit had a case down there, the Peruta case, I believe. And when it was originally first heard, they went ahead and added things to it about concealed carry that weren't even part of the case. I may be wrong on the name. So let's just say there was a case in California where the Ninth Circuit, we covered it here on the show, actually went in and added things to it that were not even part of the original case. So in Heller in 08, the left successfully perverted it. Take a listen to what New Jersey is saying here. Ah, We're going to a break. So when we come back, I know Greg was just enthralled by that information. When we come back, we'll tell you about it. And eventually in this hour, we're going to go to Oregon because these two are intertwined right after this. Don't go away. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. DanielDefense.com. Check out their Instagram page and make sure to get on their mail list. They've got some really cool stuff out. Daniel Defense is out there in full force, and they support this program, and we love Daniel Defense. We love them. And Daniel Defense, one, Maloney, zero. Bye-bye, loser. Aren't you sick of these people trying to blame manufacturers for the actions of scumbags? Well, guess what, losers? You lost. It's as simple as that. And you will continue to lose because we have the Constitution and moral. We have the moral authority on our side. In Bruin, the Supreme Court recognized that states may prohibit individuals who are not law-abiding responsible citizens from carrying firearms in public and endorsed the use of licensing requirements for carrying a handgun for self-defense. Now, this was a quote in the New Jersey law from Bruin. Greg, do you see how they're they're perverting the Bruin decision in their own new law to try to justify everything they're doing that is a direct violation of of Bruin and the Constitution and the Second Amendment. Do you see the strategy here? Absolutely. This is what they do with everything. Everything they do this way, whether
3: it's a news story, if it's a law, if it's, uh, you know, Trump had a a tuna sandwich, they're going to distort it in some form or fashion.
1: Everything they do is just like this. Yeah, above this, again, to repeat, this all ties together. To mitigate the impact of having more people carrying guns in public places. Now that more people means more law-abiding citizens who are now able to exercise their rights post-Bruin. That's what that should have said. Because this is not about criminals. They're not talking about criminals here. They're talking about you. They're talking about me. They're talking about your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your kids. You, law-abiding people. To mitigate the impact of having you carrying guns in public places, steps must be taken to better ensure that those who exercise the right to carry are responsible, law-abiding, and appropriately trained individuals who would not pose undue safety risks if armed in public places. As opposed to the criminals, let's finish the sentence for them, as opposed to the criminals who are not responsible, law-abiding, and appropriately trained individuals who actually do pose undue safety risks, While armed in public, not if armed in public, but while armed in public. It's easy to rewrite this. Now, do you think for two seconds, if I can do that, that the Supreme Court can't? Because the Supreme Court is going to smack these people so hard it's going to leave a mark. That day is coming. I can promise you Bruin is or or, or Thomas is not going to sit around post Bruin and stand for this. We will be disappointed until they take a case, but when they take a case, it's going to be the one that they need to take. Just like when we were disappointed in California when they failed to take the Peruta case, showing good cause in California, and about two years later, they took the New York case, the Bruin case. New York State Rifle and Pistol Association suit. And guess what? While we were disappointed it took them two or three years to do that, we were thrilled, and thrilled with the result. And we will be Again and likely again and likely again. This is not going to end. And we will win every single time. But the strategy here is to pervert the decision in the written legislation to justify what it is they're attempting to do. And their lawyers will refer back to this by saying, look, these are quotes directly from Bruin itself. Of course, taken out of context, and not including the analogous to the historical context at the time the Second Amendment was written. The purpose of these checks, the court explained, is to, quote, again, they're quoting Bruin, is to ensure that only those bearing arms in the jurisdiction are, in fact, law-abiding, responsible citizens. Now, they're also referring to the concurrence by Kavanaugh and Roberts. Guess what, guys? The concurrence doesn't matter. Thomas's written decision matters. Those concurrences carry as much weight of law as a dissent, meaning none. None. It's what's written in the majority opinion that is the law of the land. It is thus important to bolster and improve the process in this state, New Jersey, for ensuring that only such individuals possess and carry firearms. Who? Okay, so after this legislation is passed, no more criminals are carrying guns because this legislation is going to ensure that only such individuals being referred to, meaning you, law-abiding citizens, are possessing and carrying firearms. What fairy dust, unicorn-farting, utopia world are these people living in, Greg? Uh, they, I don't know, but they're snorting it every morning when they wake up. They're getting that well, fairy it- dust main veined. Let me put it this way. I'm only on line 30. I'm on line 20. (laughs) And this thing is page after 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 page of nonsense. Wow. And it will fail. It will all fail. It will be challenged. Now, here's the problem in New Jersey. This is a problem with supermajorities, particularly when they're Democrat. Because if it was a supermajority Republican state, you would not have had this bill. Got that, Trump haters? Okay? You happy, TDS sufferers? We know who you are. Hated Donald Trump. Donald Trump would have never allowed a bill like this anywhere he was, whether it at a local, state, federal position, president, doesn't matter. It's Democrats that do this every single time. Show me the red state. Where not only is this being written, but the governor is asking for it, a Republican governor asking for this legislation. Show it to me. You can't. It's that simple. Let's go to Oregon. This is Measure 114. This is really bad in Oregon. I've been waiting on this one, um, but I've really enjoyed reading. And We're going to be talking about this on Sunday, too, on the Monster Cast. But Measure 114, and this is going to Central Oregon Daily News. The reason I selected this one to cover for you regarding Oregon's 114 ballot measure, which will be up on the ballot on November 8th, is because of some comments from the anti-gunner who makes a fool of himself here. And I, I just sit and I wonder, does he not even realize what he's saying and how bad the optic, to use their phrase, is? They don't because it's impossible to justify For example, why do you think Barack Obama is coming to help Stacey Abrams, which isn't going to work, by the way, and not Joe Biden? Because even Stacey Abrams can't run on what Joe Biden is doing, let alone Joe Biden and Kamala Harris themselves, that they need help over here. It's impossible for these people, these gun banners, to try to use reality to support their positions. It's impossible to do. They cannot do it. Because their theories and their laws are simply not based in reality, which is why New Jersey, as we go to the break, did what they did and tries to justify what they're doing by quoting Bruin out of context in the sense that what they're saying doesn't apply to what they're trying to do here, even though they're trying to make it apply. And it will all be struck down. I know it gets difficult to follow sometimes, but when we come back, we're going to dig into Oregon's measure 114. Which, according to Central Oregon Daily, would tighten Oregon gun laws. What both sides say about it. I think you'll find this fascinating. KBNP listeners, I know you're listening up in hour two in Portland, of all places. I feel for you, but we're going to cover it. We also have good news for you.
2: Let's go, Brandon, and let's impeach Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. I (laughs) agree.
1: The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom on the Fort Worth Armory microphone in the Six Hour Studios. All of it. All of it brought to you every day by X Insurance. Uh, go out of your way, please, and support the partners that make this Radio program possible on dozens of radio stations over, I think, Greg, I think pushing close to 60 stations now oh, awesome. for the Daily Show, which is fantastic. And hundreds and hundreds, literally, of radio stations on the weekend show. And, you know, before I go any farther, I want to give Cherokee Muffler a shout out today. They, they saved my sanity by getting rid of the rattle on the AAR vet today. Nice. It was. It was so simple to do. <laughs> Just a couple. It was sway bar bushings. That's all it was. Yeah, sometimes. 20 minutes and $20. Of, of, the guy only charged me $20. That's awesome. For for uh, Well, the parts were $60 apiece, but for 148 bucks, I walked out the door. Nothing wrong with that. With my sanity. And Cherokee muffler, you guys, if you're listening, James, I love you guys, man. Great work. All right. Uh, Greg, you were going to say something. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead.
3: Uh No, I was just gonna say it's it's nice when there's a, a a resolve to a problem that's just driving you crazy, and it's a relatively easy fix. It's not something that you got to keep taking it back and taking it back. Well,
1: there's good news and bad news. We found the problem. Yeah, yeah. The bad news it's gonna be thirty five hundred dollars plus twelve hundred dollars in labor. There you go. Uh, I think I'll go over to Cherokee Muffler. Yeah. There you go. go. <laughs> get it done, seriously, get it done fast, and not have to drop the car off all day long. There you go. And hang out with like minded folks that are gun owners and love it. And we were having a great conversation about Elon Musk firing uh. everybody <laughs> as soon as he walked in. I, yeah. My tweet today was fire everybody. Everybody that works there should be in an unemployment line. I'll gladly watch my tax dollars pay for their unemployment. Every single one of them. I hope my, Clean the cesspool up. I hope my re- account is reinstated. I'm on a permanent band over there on Twitter, they can't uh, and they what, won't even uh, let
3: me open a new one. They they've got my phone tracked.
1: Yeah, see, here's the deal, guys. It, the let me go back to our partners real quick. Visit them. The show grows as it is over all of these years because of you and because of our relationship with our partners. And of course, our newest partner, Sig Sauer Studios, and you're here in the first spot run. We've got more spots coming. We're going to be highlighting some of their amazing products, some of which I have, but I know you likely have as well. It's Sig. So please support these people they're here for a reason because they understand what we're up against and if you want to continue to talk about it this is how we have to do it and not to mention it's fun you get great products and you support this conversation it's fantastic so we continue to grow and thank you very much oh and for those of you who listen to the podcast because you can't listen live that's great but this is a radio program it is not a podcast that's why there are breaks national breaks In between at 17 to 21, 30 to 34, 44 to 48, and 57.50 at the top of the hour. That's why we start at 6 after, because the local radio stations do news, weather, and sports. It's a real nationally syndicated radio program. So thank you for that. Some people look at the podcast and say, there's too many commercials. No, it's a radio show. We wouldn't be here without it, okay? So thanks for getting that one. All right, Oregon, measure 114. Backers call it overdue. Common sense, gun safety. You can't even go eight words in. (laughs) No, no. Leftist lingo from Central Oregon Daily. What would you expect? Opponents say it's an attack on legal gun owners. What we're talking about is what is known as and now get this, get the name, the Reduction of Gun Violence Act. Uh. Now, this qualified for the ballot back on July 18th. Take a listen to this line. This is like, I got all this information on Oregon. I'm like, which one of these do I like? Which one has the most meat that we can cover in the show that gives us as much information as we can possibly get out with the time that we have? Listen to this line. About a month later, a gunman opened fire. A month later, after July 18th. About a month later, a gunman opened fire at a Bend Safeway, Bend, Oregon, killing two people. It brought home the issue of gun control in central Oregon, a place many believed was protected from the world of senseless violence. Let me guess. Let me guess. Why would you believe that? Why would you believe that? I don't care where you are. I know we all want to believe that. Go ahead. Guess. (laughs) My guess as
3: to why they thought it was a protected area and safe gun-free zone.
1: Yeah, and it probably has a name on the sign that says, Welcome to Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, bust your ass out of here, right? (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. We're all inclusive. Get on this bus, and we're going to move you over to that city. That's how inclusive we are. Bend, Oregon is a beautiful place. Oregon is a beautiful state. If you've never been, whew. I hate to tell you this, guys. It's hard for me to want to go there now. KBNP listeners, you're on this now. I love you guys. Portland, if you've not seen the Columbia River out there, oh, God, it's gorgeous. I used to fly into Portland and drive down to the Seven Feathers Indian Reservation. I had clients down there. Oh, oh, it's just so beautiful. Boy, it's hard for me to want to say, go spend money in those states right now. Mm -mm. It really, truly is. And I hate to say that because the good people of Oregon are suffering. As a result of what's going on in Portland and the other major cities, you know, I mean, you've got Thunder Ranch out there in Lakeview, Oregon, a beautiful place. Clint Smith's been teaching out there for years. Gorgeous place. But, man, you get out of the confines of the ranch and you've got this nonsense on the ballot. And right now it looks like it's going to pass. So what is it? Here's the deal. Those of you liberals that live in Bend, Oregon, that thought you just lived in a place where, well, welcome to the real world. Okay, bad things do happen. And attacking law-abiding citizens is not the response that's going to stop it. Take a listen to some of it. Theo Larson is this guy's name. And who's he with? Lift every voice. I mean, they're, lift every voice. I mean, this is liberal right out of the gate. We lift <sighs> every voice. Sign number two. I told you you would be doing that. Oh, my gosh. This is the organization that put Measure 114 on the ballot. They were able to collect, Greg, I think 133,000 signatures which got it on the ballot. And now it's going to be voted on because they picked up enough signatures, which in Oregon was a gimme. The same thing would happen in Jersey, New York, California. You go out to the blue areas and you're going to get enough signatures to put this on. It was inevitable that it happened. And now you've got Kevin Starrett and Oregon Firearms Federation fighting the fight down there every single day. And we're going to have Kevin on the show. We're going to ask him to come on the show before the 8th. Kevin, if you're listening, look out for a phone call and an email soon. We're going to bring you in. Can't let this one slide. Every, enough killing has happened. We need to have something change. Here we go. Said Theo Larson. Of Lift every voice. There are so many guns in this country. There's also so many people in this country, dude. There's 350 million Americans. Who are you to tell me how many guns are too many guns? This is a guy that would look me or look you in your face and say, you don't need all those guns. Why do you have all those guns? To my response is, ooh, careful. (laughs) (laughs) Lift this voice, Theo. okay? (laughs) Lift this, Theo. Yeah, come on now. This is none of your business, how many guns I have. And again, I go back to, I guess this guy believes that if I... See, I can Oregon, let me help you. Feel Larson, I'm gonna help you now. I'm gonna make Oregon safer. I'm gonna go turn in all my guns to a local law enforcement. And that'll make the whole country safer, won't it? Of course not. But this is the rationale that these people use. They literally live in la la land. Responsible gun ownership, he says, is fine, but do I need to go any farther? Responsible gun ownership is fine. Here's what should follow. Responsible gun ownership is fine, but we've got to do something with these criminals and these guns that are making all gun owners who are responsible look bad. And that, by the way, is the vast majority of American gun owners. But that's not what he says. Responsible gun ownership is fine, but we need to stop the killing of children and in innocents. In other words, it's responsible. You're, you're a responsible gun owner. That's OK, but too bad for you. You don't need all those guns, and we need to stop killing innocent children, even though your guns have killed no one, except maybe someone trying to harm you or attack you or rape your wife or rape you or kill your children or steal your livelihood out from under you in an armed robbery. I mean, there's those. But Theo Larson doesn't care about any of that. Now, the next line, many gun owners concur. And... When I come back, I'm going to read for you what an individual by the name of Rick Kofel at the Oregon Sports Shooting Association says. And at first, when you hear it, you're going to get angry. And then I'm going to tell you, calm down, relax. This is the power of media. Fortunately, they didn't stop there, and they actually quoted the guy. We'll be right back.
4: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense.
1: Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Visit all of our How about that? Visit armedamericanradio.com and click on all of our partners. Defender Coffee will start your day right, just like I do mine with Defender Coffee. In fact, true story, my wife said to me, You need to cancel that other coffee club. Greg, I got wrapped up and I ordered this coffee from somewhere. And all of a sudden Uh-oh. it was a monthly deal, right? Ugh, and yeah. it's piling up because we don't drink it. She said, This stuff is watery and nasty. Just stay with Defender. I said, We are, but I don't I don't even know where this is coming from anymore, so I'm gonna have to go figure that out. <laughs> but no, seriously, that's Defender Coffee. That was true story. That happened this morning. That was one of the first conversations I had with my wife this morning when I said, Do you want me to make you a cup of coffee? And that's exactly what she said to me. But all of our partners, visit them all at armedamericanradio.com. And if you're looking for great insurance, real insurance from a real AM Best A-rated insurance company, X Insurance has you covered, literally. Anything you need, X will cover. Blanket statement. Very true. Xinsurance.com. And if you really want to go there quickly, just visit it at armedamericanradio.com. Click on the X Insurance banner, and it will take you right there. We did all the work for you all of our partners Fort Worth Armory, Mike Lit up for you, Sig Sauer Studios, you're here in the new spots I believe just ran in the previous break for the new Sig Sauer ammo that's out there. I've got some, you should have some. You can also pick up ammo for 223 and 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 your 9mm also at fortwortharmory.com and heavensharvest.com. Want some training? Oh, Legal Heat's got you covered in every city in the country and it's tens of dollars. Just use the promo code AAR. Legal Heat Dot com, Legalheat.com. All right. All of our partners, please, please keep, keep them in business. It's what keeps us in business, and we appreciate that very much. Oregon Measure 114. We're going to wrap the hour up with this. I'm quoting this Theo Larson of Lift Every Voice. Uh, you know, I, I a religious coalition. I know this guy probably means well. Okay. But get real, dude. Okay. Get real. You do not live in an area that is immune to violence. Period. Sad, but true. It's life. It's the human condition. And he says, responsible gun ownership is fine, but we need to stop the killing of children and innocence. When you hear the butt in there, you know exactly what you're going to get. Here's what Oregon Sport Shooting Association Rick Kofel said. The ballot measure says reduce gun violence. And I don't know of anybody in Oregon who is against reducing gun violence and preventing mass shootings. Now, if they had stopped there, I would have said, okay. What do we got here, a FUD? Oh, no, not at all, because Mr. Kofel went on. The problem is the way the bill is written and how poorly it's written. Measure 114, here's some of the things it doesn't do. It doesn't change the minimum age for buying a gun. In Oregon, 18-year-old can buy a gun for most firearms, 21 for handguns. It would now require, guys— and sadly, this is likely going to pass. I, I, I hope to God I'm wrong on this, and it's close. It's at about 51% if you look at the polls right now. So it's possible that it does not. And I'm hopeful, like in other states, that red wave is going to impact this nonsense. I hope enough of you in Oregon. If you're a gun owner in Oregon, you have got to get out and vote, period. If for nothing else against this measure, it is critical. Why? Because there's good news. There's a silver lining. It'll be defeated eventually in court. But you do not want to have to go that route. You do not. None of this will survive in a post-Bruin environment. None of it. But that's not stopping them, is it? Here's what it's going to make you do. It's going to require you to get a permit to buy a gun, and that permit is going to cost you 65 extra bucks. It's good for five years. Woo, thank you for that. And then after that, you got to pay a $50 renewal. Any handgun buyer is going to be fingerprinted the handgun buyer a buyer will be fingerprinted and have to go through mandatory safety training any buyer plus you're going to have to undergo a criminal background check and get this it could take up to 30 days oh well and that replaces the current three-day wait that's already in place in oregon greg Mm. now In every state I've ever seen one of these background checks or waiting periods, they're always abused. Always. Here in the state of Georgia, when I first moved here in 05, you, when you went to get a permit, that probate judge, which is what we do here in the state, are used to before we became Constitutional Carry, we had to get on our knees and beg a probate judge for our permit, which we got, because it was a shall-issue state. But nonetheless, under state law, that permit had to be back within 45 days. I was going to be the test case at the time for Georgia Carry because on I didn't get my permit until day 89 a flagrant violation of state legislative written signed law any time you see one of these mandatory they're always going to be abused 30 becomes 60 becomes 90 why because no f- police force in Oregon has the manpower or the money to do this in fact I don't know if I'm pronouncing the Duques I don't even know how to pronounce the town I can't I don't have it in front of me but the sheriff said no We don't support this at all. This makes their lives miserable. And most people in Oregon, outside the blue cities, this is a red state like everywhere else. Yep, They're the ones that suffer. Ain't a criminal in Oregon, in Portland, going to be impacted by this at all. Not at all, if they even know it's a ballot measure. And they're likely not voting anyway. Now, if I'm a criminal and I'm a voting criminal, I'll vote for it because it sure does make my job easier. You'd have to go a criminal background check that could take you up to 30 days. That means 60, 90, 120, because they just don't have the manpower, even if they're trying to do it. And that replaces the current three-day wait period. How about that, Oregonians? Now it's, not, now it's 30 days. And you had to buy the permit and get background checked and fingerprinted as a buyer and here's what Kofel points out. The background check is already there. It's being used. It's effective. And we don't have that issue if we had a good mental health program. But the people who support the measure, the gun prohibitionist lobby, this Thiel Larson of Lift Every Voice, take a listen to what he said. And I quote him. Well, it will slow the sale of the guns By having a background check and having permits and having training that slows the use of the gun. He just told you exactly what this is about. Stopping law abiding people from buying the gun. Ask yourself if the criminal is going to stop stealing the gun. And using the gun. It is utter nonsense it's now on the ballot in Oregon and there's more to it this is draconian stuff it's also going to create get this a statewide gun owner database there you go now they know where you're at now they know what you have you have to have a license to get it you had to pay 65 to give the state your information and when they realize that crime is continuing to increase in their democrat run cities in Oregon and this measure did nothing What do you think they're going to call for in Oregon? Oregon, you're listening right now. KBNP listeners, you know exactly what I'm going to say. We didn't go far enough. And here's what Larson said again to close the hour. I don't think that we're out to take all your guns. I think we're out to do things that are common sense that will stop mass shootings. That's important. This is a pie in the sky, misinformed, ignorant, dopey liberal who doesn't even, he's not even aware of the stupidity coming out of his own mouth. Good heavens. Oregonians, if you're not members of Oregon Firearms Federation, ask yourself why. Okay? You've got to get active. Put a stop to this now. It can still be stopped. It will be litigated and eventually we will win, but we do not want to have to go that route. The easiest way to do it is put a sock in it at the ballot box November 8th. We're going to get up and do this again on Sunday's Monster Cast. I want you to enjoy your weekend like I'm going to do until we meet on Sunday. Carry on, carry often, carry absolutely everywhere. Never, ever, ever leave your cave without your club. No self respecting caveman would have ever done that. Enjoy your weekend, guys. I love each and every one of you. We'll see you on the radio on Sunday's Monster Cast.